to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hello, welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws. And if you've listened to the show before, you'll know that while we're sort of talking about marketing a lot of the time, I gather around me interesting people. Well, I try to anyway. And I found one such person who is interesting to speak to today. Now, before I introduce him, in fact, I'm not going to introduce you at all. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, Robert. Well, I said your name then by accident, but... (laughs) Yeah, no worries. My name is Robert C. Brown, um, and I absolutely am passionate about working with people to realise their full potential in both life and business, which is about the most concise and to the point version of that you'll probably ever get from me. That was that was nice and concise, wasn't it? Now, the, the topic of, of this episode is feel the fear and market yourself anyway, because the reason I've chosen that is seeing the things that you talk about on LinkedIn primarily, and we've had conversations before as well. And the subject of fear does come up quite often. And it's something I've seen with uh, certainly some of the people I've worked with in the past who can shine like bright lights, but sort of tend to quell away a little bit from from a sort of really, well, from shining. Let's stick with the kind of the light analogy. Mm. So, so I thought it'd be interesting to have a conversation with you around fear. And I mean, in, in your experience, what, what's up, well, actually, let's start at the beginning because you've got a fairly interesting backstory. So before we yeah. get into, into the meaty stuff, let, would you mind just giving us a little pricey of of where you've where you've been and where you, where you come from? Yeah, sure. And in actual fact, it'll, it'll be a nice sort of segue into the subject of fear as well, because um, I'll come on to that. But yeah, I, I used to be in the in the music industry. I was lead singer of um, a few bands, actually, at a few projects. But um, one in particular was, you know, pretty well known and uh, toured the world uh, for quite a few years. Took playing to large audiences, probably the largest was about twenty five thousand, which wasn't just on gig; it was a weekend festival stadium so you know fairly doing pretty well um and then i'm going to try and keep this short but essentially i was on tour in australia and i got a phone call from my wife who'd had some you know health issues with you know, cancerous cells showing up that were quite aggressive and thankfully she's still with me now so that was all okay in the end but my young son at the time tyler who now works with me in my business and has grown up and married and all the rest um was on the phone and he was crying because he didn't understand why I wasn't around. And he just said, Daddy, why don't you live with us anymore? And it was just in that moment that my whole life turned upside down. And I realised that my great love for the music industry paled into insignificance when it came to being around my family. And I was I became very, very aware of the time that I wasn't having with them that I'd never get back. So at that time, I determined that I needed to leave the music industry and kind of become the master of my own fate, as it were, and create my own future. Now, two years later, I got to a point where I realised I'd done nothing to prepare myself to actually make this move, even though I was still as desperate to do it. Um, I was no more in a financial position to do it than I was before. So in the end, I just said, well, what the hell? And and I did it anyway. So whether you want to call that burning your bridges, burning the boats, whatever it is, the idea is I left with no safety net. And it was a kind of, I have to make this work. And I really 
feel that that message has been something I've shared a lot with people over the years because I think that was not having the option to turn around and go back, not having one eye on, on the exit door if it didn't look like it was going well, left me with no option but to step up and be the best version of myself and succeed. And within six months, I had um, not only replace the income from the music industry, but I'd actually doubled it and moved to a larger house. But let me rewind. When I originally got the gig, before I was touring all around the world, and this is the fear bit, I struggled with low self-esteem and stuff for a long time when I was young. And suddenly my world was going really, really well. And I went on to antidepressants. And the reason that I went on to antidepressants was because I was waiting for the world to take it away again. I thought this had to be temporary because I wasn't worthy of all these things going right. That's how it felt. Everything's going too well. So something's got to balance this up. And that's the crazy thing. And I talk a lot to people about an upper ceiling trigger as well, because sometimes it's not... You don't, you don't make bad decisions and do things that are counterproductive when you're down on your luck all the time. Sometimes you do them inadvertently because you're getting to levels of success that you don't feel comfortable with. Mm. So you trigger some sort of thought pattern, belief system, way of behaving that is going to eventually sabotage that and bring you back down in line with whatever level somewhere on the inside you identify with. And so I became very, very passionate about personal development from there on in. And it became really my life's purpose to not only live it myself, but to teach it to other people because it was the realisation through some Jim Rohn tapes who I still love to this day. My dad gave me some Jim Rohn tapes and it finally opened my eyes to the fact that things weren't happening to me, they were happening because of me. I was cause, everything else was effect. Yeah. And when I accepted that, the good news was I knew if I was creating it and I didn't like it, I could change it. So that was it. That's pretty short for me, by the way. No, that, that's that's quite concise. I mean, there's several kind of things in in there that really interest me. I mean, I I work for myself partly because many many years ago I was touring, although at a very different level, and it it just having a job just didn't fit in with that. I I don't know how anyone can do that at all. So my my motivation to work for myself and to do something else wasn't for money. It, it was well, I guess for time. So different reasons, but along a similar lines. And a lot of people I know in business didn't get. To working for themselves by making that decision a lot of people are forced uh, i know a lot of people who work for themselves because they were made redundant at some point and i think it's really interesting that if if people can be brave enough to make the leap when they're in a comfortable place because as you say when you're backed into a corner you your mind can suddenly work at a level that that can can do quite remarkable things i mean we always hear these amazing stories of people flipping over cars when there's someone trapped inside mm -hmm. and all these amazing things that people can do. But I've always been very interested that people don't necessarily align that with what they do for the day job. Mm. And I'm not a huge fan of the word day job, really, because, I'm you know, people I know who are really passionate about their business don't 
start thinking about it at nine o'clock in the morning and stop at five and, and go do something else entirely. But so in, in your experience, what, what's it you think really holds people back? We know it's fear, you know, it's, it's here in the title of the podcast, but I'd be really interested to know what sort of things you've unfolded with the people you work with that kind of leads them to that light bulb moment of realising they do have power. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, first and foremost, what, what we all do is we're creatures of habit. And first and foremost, we create a, a kind of um, a circle that we want to inhabit within. We want to live within. It's our, our circle of comfort. And we don't want to go outside that. But every time you start to go outside that, you want to snap back in. There's this, this kind of thing where even though we're uncomfortable, we're comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's the thing for a lot of people that they need to get out of, of the habit of. Because here's the thing, whenever you change a habitual pattern, whenever you change the way you think or what you do or even the way you speak, it's going to feel odd for a while until it becomes who you are. It's no different than... Um, is this coming out on video or just just the audio? It's, it's just it's just audio. Just the audio. Okay, but I'll I'll do it with you. It, I mean, if you put your hands together, just clasp your hands together with me there. Okay, I've got my okay. hands together. Got it. Right. That feels comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cross them the other way. The opposite way. Yep. How's that feel? A bit strange. Feels odd. Feels strange. Yeah. But if you were to keep doing that and keep doing it, and then leaving it there a little bit longer each time. Eventually, this becomes as natural feeling as that does. <laughs> Obviously, this is a Zoom call, so I can see myself. I've noticed that from the outside, from the screen, it doesn't look that different, depending which way the hands are crossed. And I suddenly thought, oh, that's like a level to it, really. Sorry, Robert, you're on a flow. Go for it. No, that's okay. But the point is that with habits, they all feel awkward to start with. A lot of people, what they do is the minute something starts to feel awkward, they feel it's wrong. But it's not. In most cases, that, that means that you're experiencing some level of growth. You go and beyond whatever pattern of behaviour, pattern of thoughts, pattern of beliefs have got you right about bang where you are in life right now. And whatever got you to where you are right now ain't going to get you to where you want to go. That's the point. And if it doesn't get a little bit difficult, if it doesn't feel a little bit awkward, chances are you're not moving. Most people want to dip their toe in, you see. Here's the thing. Nobody ever learned to swim dipping their toe in the water. At some point, you've got to find the courage to throw yourself in. And then you'll learn to swim. And it's the same in business. People tend to have this habit of focusing on their fears and shortcomings and magnifying them, bringing them to the front. And then when they have successes, they push them to the back. What's so, so important is to do the opposite and bring it around and focus on your wins. Focus on what makes you special and unique. Stop trying to be somebody else. Stop trying to copy what they do. There is only one of them, but similarly, there's only one of you. And nobody can be you as well as you can. So look at your special points. Look at what makes you great and focus down on being even greater at that. You know, that's, it's that clarity 
I'm probably going around the houses a bit because I get passionate, but it's that clarity about who you really are on an inner level. Getting wired into who you are, getting wired into what makes you special, and then putting your foot to the pedal. That's the difference between people that stand still in life and the ones that go and create whatever existence they desire for themselves. It's simply that connection with their own truth and the passion and purpose that comes with it, and then the commitment to do whatever it takes to get them where they want to go. Sounds good. But now that, that's a journey. So we're, we're not talking, I'm guessing, here about waking up one morning and, and just deciding that, that these changes have happened. I guess I guess I've, I've heard somebody, I think possibly when we've talked about this before, you, you talked about um, the joy being in the journey, not necessarily you know, the arrival point. And could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Of course, yeah. And it's, it's absolutely imperative because... For the amount of time that we're here on this um, physical earthly plane, about 1% of our time is spent in the moment of achieving goals. And uh, if we only set ourselves up to be happy in the moment that we achieve those goals, then we can have a terrible time of life. So, of course, we've got to enjoy the journey towards it. And the other thing is that the minute you achieve a goal, you're looking for another goal. You're looking for another journey to start. So you have to be committed to enjoying the process and treat the outcome uh, or, the, or the end goal as kind of the bonus, the, the, the cherry on the cake, as it were, rather than, rather than being held up there as, if I don't get this, I won't be happy. And, and everything, is, everything is kind of geared towards achieve, 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 achieve. Because another thing that, that I've discovered and that, uh, the people that I've worked with have discovered the same thing when working with me. Once you can back off the mic, as it were, slightly, stop pushing everything quite so hard, things will start to happen for you. It, this universe is all about attraction. It's not about pushing things. And, and it's not about, I'm, I'm going real deep here, but it's not about responding to time schedules and things like this. It's about letting things arrive in faith when they're supposed to arrive. And then they do just in time, every time. It's funny, as you say that, I can think back several times in my life when when that has happened. I mean, say I, I don't work for myself because I was made redundant, but I was just thinking the job before that, I was made redundant on a Friday morning. And by Friday afternoon, somebody had rung me who didn't know I'd be made redundant and offered me a job in the city, in London, for, for people around the world listening to this. And I can remember the time I was in my early 20s thinking, that is a coincidence, is it? Or is it? Or is just something really interesting happening here? And, and time and time again, we're kind of talking again about that leap that people make from being an employee to, to being self-employed or starting their own business. And one of the questions friends of mine say uh, ask is, well, how do you know the work's going to be there? How do you know you're going to get clients? How do you know you're going to make enough money? And I have no idea. We do these marketing yeah. things and we put ourselves, try and put ourselves in the right place. But honestly, it's faith. It is absolutely faith. I, I truly don't know anybody who started their own business and failed quickly. I mean, you can fail in a long time, but that just becomes strategy and, and potentially not keeping you up, lots of things. But in terms of actually starting, yeah. 
faith faith just it really does it and i'm not talking about uh, necessarily a, a traditional god faith but just it's it's faith in something something intangible but it probably does come down to faith in yourself as well because when your hand is forced you can become incredibly creative yeah, yeah. absolutely and I, I remember we when, when we last spoke i was talking to you about the iceberg and i alluded a little bit to what i call the superconscious which is was below the ocean bed okay mm-hmm. And is where faith resides. So we talked about the conscious mind. We talked about the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind needs to go out and seek evidence to form beliefs, right? Faith doesn't need any of that. Faith is the connection to the divine. The connection to who you are innately, instinctively. You don't have to think. So, yeah, when you start something in faith like that, it's the most powerful place to be because really you're not depending on anybody else's opinions you're not um you're not kind of subservient to market fluctuations or anything else you have this strength of inner belief and knowing that what you're doing is who you are and is what your passion and purpose is and if you've got that now most people don't you see most people lose that connection along the way because they pay too much attention to external stimulus and then it deflects or diverts the way that they're thinking and they're believing and they start to distrust what's happening on the inner level and go with what's on the surface level. And it's very confusing for people, but if they can just have that faith, I'm going to tell you a little story to emphasise this in a second. If they can just have that faith in themselves that no matter what anybody else is saying, if it feels right here, it's right. It's right for you. And it's your life we're talking about. Nobody is the expert of you or on you, except you. You're the expert. One little story that I, I, I want to tell you very quickly, if we've got time. I know. And this is, um, oh, great. Some wonderful people. We've got Abraham Hicks. Don't know if you've ever heard of him. But uh, they told the story of, um, Esther Hicks told the story when they went um, whitewater rafting, okay? And they were talking about when you put the boat in the river, most people, what they would do is they would jump in their boat and they'll start rowing upstream as fast as they can. Mm -hmm. And if you said to them, why are you doing that? They'd go, well, because I'm rowing upstream because I want to get to everything that I want, if you think of it in terms of life. And um, and you'd say to them, well, okay, but surely you, you want to turn your boat down and go downstream, don't you? No, because everything I want is upstream. And it's okay. I know it's hard, but I come from a long line of hard workers. And the harder I work, the more I know this is right. And we're heading in the right direction. Truth of the matter is, number one, who said everything in life is upstream? <laughs> who said it has to be hard? Yeah. <laughs> How about, here's another suggestion for you. How about you turn your boat around and you go downstream to where everything actually is for you? 
We, and then you might say, what a great idea, Robert. What a great idea. Tell you what, though, I'll put the paddles in the water and I'll row really fast downstream and get there even sooner. And I would say to you, why would you do that? Pull your oars in. You need to get there when you're supposed to get there. If you get there too early, you're going to miss stuff. If you get there too late, you're going to miss stuff. You'll get there when you're meant to get there. And so it is with life. We, as human beings, are caught up in systemic kind of idea that, that everything's, if we're not sweating, no pain, no gain, all this stuff, something's wrong. It's an illusion. It's an elaborate illusion. If you're tuned in any way, shape or form to universal messages and the way that the law of attraction works and everything else, then you will know that when things are hard, that is in fact the universe telling you, you're doing the wrong thing. Not well done, keep going, it should get harder. And the harder it gets, the better you're doing. There's no upward kind of scale to try to constantly row faster because you can't you can't get faster. Well, add another set of oars. You know, there's 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 really nothing that, that gets you know <laughs> quicker. I really like that analogy, Robert. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, it's it's gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna row harder, or I'm gonna die trying to get there. You know, it's it's an absolute crazy way to go through life. And uh, all you need to do is is very simply. I'm a big fan of watching nature. Look look at nature. Do you do you see the grass struggling to grow? Do you see the tide struggling to come in and go out again? Everything happens naturally, easily. You know, everything is comfortable. Men, man, the human species have decided that we need to complicate that and that, uh, that it needs to be hard. And I'm suggesting that's a mindset shift that needs to change. It's, it's oh, to, yeah, it's, it's powerful stuff. Um, kind of just to, to bring it around to marketing because it's theoretically what the podcast's about although the uh, yeah, sure. the edges blur i'll tell you why the edges are blurring to this podcast i'm now about 80 episodes in i think and the reason the edges are blurring is that when i started i started along the tact of these are the things i've learned this is what makes marketing good this is what makes marketing bad yeah. and i realized the more people i speak to and the more experience i get that is complete nonsense so there you go listener ignore the early episodes <laughs> because when you find the path of least resistance in marketing it becomes very easy if you have a product people want there there is no tricks there's i hate any sort of writing or marketing that tries to pull the wool over people's eyes to sell them something they don't need mm. but one thing i look at whoever it is trying to sell that and think right you've got a product people don't want otherwise you wouldn't have to be hitting them around the head with a kosh they they would buy it you know marketing good marketing is getting a message out to people who might not naturally become aware of you but but also because um in people when i see people with personal branding marketing themselves I consistently see people trying to be something that I know they're not. And I've got friends. I am not going to call anyone out because this is <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. But there's people I know who portray themselves, even on LinkedIn, as something very different to what I know them to be. And I know them all to be lovely, smart, intelligent, caring people. And I think if they could just get that across, but there's I'm not going to start veering into kind of whole toxic masculinity kind of discussions here but there there is an element of that sometimes people say no I've got to be the big the big kahuna I've got to be the big and I think you really don't 
you, you really don't have to do that. So this is why 80 odd episodes into a marketing podcast, I'm not really talking about marketing, but it just happens to, in this episode, it just happens to align very nicely in your marketing messages, especially with regards to your personal branding. Mm. Be yourself. Mm. Yeah, don't, you don't have to do anything. That's probably, if I, uh, if I may be as strong as to say this, probably the best bit, bit of advice you could ever give anybody. It's probably, you know, 80 episodes in, it's probably the best thing that you've ever said. And because it's true, if you think, if you think that there are, you know, in your business, in my business, where I, I work as a, a performance coach for people, success coach, how many performance and success coaches do you think there are out there? How many marketing techniques are there and strategies, et cetera, et cetera? you know, that have all been tried time and time again. So where are you going to get your edge? Where am I going to get my edge? That, that, it, I, it, it can only be by being yourself because that's the one thing that your competitors can never duplicate. So in other words, if I want to work, if I want to get an experience working with a company that is the way, you know, the experience that you're offering, I can only get it from you. If you want to work with a coach that 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 is that works like Robert C. Brown and it's, it does things exactly the way he does and get that experience, well, there's only one place you can go for that. And that, that will never fade out. Facebook may not be here in 10 years. You don't know. But, but you hopefully still will be. Hopefully I still will be. And as long as you maintain your... Un- and this is the thing I'm always banging on about. We all have greatness. Problem is, we go through life comparing ourselves with other people. Oh, you know, that person's doing this. Maybe I should try and do a bit of that. Or that person's doing that. Maybe I'll tweet and I'll look a bit more like that. No, 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 no. Because what you're doing is you're going to get lost in the crowd. Just be you. They can't do that. Just maximize you. Become the greatest version of you you can become. And people will grab your perfect audience, by the way, will gravitate towards you because they love you and everything about you and everything that you stand for. You don't have to convert people like that because they want to work with you because you are living your truth. Absolutely. It's, it's something that, that I wish I'd kind of realised. This podcast isn't about me, but you obviously I'm kind of related to things. I wish I'd known it. I'm in my late 40s. Mm. I wish I'd known that when I first started in business. It was only really a few years ago when I started listening to a podcast called The Sales Gorilla. Um, hello, Landon. The, the, it's a really odd title. But his motto is, be your weird-ass self. Fly your freak flag. And I just thought, you know, I'm exhausted yeah. from trying to be the man in a suit. I, well, I gave that up years ago <laughs> but it's, it's completely true and all, all the advice you get from especially with regards to linkedin people saying don't post things that are overly personal don't show weakness don't show, if everybody in the world always put up that shield the world would be a horrible place it's our vulnerabilities that are also our strengths i really believe that absolutely it, it really is i mean we are human beings and i think we're connected and attracted to people when they they show they're fallible and, and that they're human. And, and I know that when I've put messages out, I put one out a while ago on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and stuff, just talking about some challenges I'd had when I, I kind of um, fell off the wagon, as it were, not in an alcohol sense, but in the sense of the whole personal development thing. I just had a day where I imploded. Mm. And, and 
And I kind of spoke out and said, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. It happens to all of us. Don't care who you are. Um, I'm willing to talk about it. And if it happens to you, don't beat yourself up. This is normal. The great thing is that you recognize it. Whereas maybe before you wouldn't have done and you can adjust and get back and come back bigger, better, stronger, all that stuff. It, it just pushes you on as a better version of you. Um, the amount of connection and reactions I get to stuff like that versus the stuff when I'm saying, oh, listen, uh, let me show you how to do this or that. It's it's that human connection that people want. Yeah, absolutely. And and if other, I think the world will become a better place if more people realise that we're all fallible. You know, we're not, we're not, no one's perfect. That's a horrible thought. It kind of makes me want to shiver. Yeah. But it's, it's how, how we can make lives easier for ourselves by developing reflexes for, for dealing with that. I mean, Edison, I read, read earlier, he, he had, I think, 370 something prototypes for the light bulb. Yeah. And when he got the one that works, somebody said, Oh, you failed 371 yeah. times. No, I learned perfectly 371 times things that wouldn't work. Yeah. And that's it. And the, the other thing, I, I'm going to crowbar something in here that I found really useful is that when things are going bad or you have a rough day, so many, I used to have the tendency and still do sometimes because I'm not perfect to think, ah, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And that's never the case. That's the way it is then. If you stub your toe, you don't think, right, that's it. I've got a broken toe for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. You think I've broken my toe and you know it's going to heal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think what you were saying then is 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 um, is a point that I want to raise as well, that quite often when we're faced with circumstances and situations, what we do is we we make a statement to ourselves. We kind of affirm it to ourselves, even when we don't like it. In fact, more so most of the time, we'll affirm the negative to ourselves to make it even bigger, right? <laughs> even magnify it even further. What we should do, if it's not the way we want it to, to, to be, is ask ourselves an empowering question. How can I make this more like that? How can I make it do that? How can I get this to show up next time? And that immediately gets your subconscious mind going out there looking for evidence and looking for ways that you can come up with to make that result change the way you want it next time, rather than just going, oh, that's not very good, is it? Oh, I don't feel very good about this. Okay, well, how can I improve that feeling for next time? How can I get to a place where this situation makes me feel happier? Whatever it is, whatever situation, there's a million different situations. But just by asking yourself empowering questions in place of condemning statements is a massive shift in terms of moving forward with your life. And it, and it fit it can fit to any situation, as you say. You, you can you can have specific responses to specific challenges, mm-hmm. but you in in my experience, you kind of need a deeper a deep deeper reflex for that. Because if you I don't know keep stuffing up reconciling your accounts, and if my accountant's listening to this, he's probably in tears hearing me say that because he he's the one who has to fix it. But I try to get better. Um, I've forgotten the point there. I just start to feel bad for my accountant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you were talking about having to do it on a deeper level. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. So obviously, if I decide each time I stuff up my accounts, if I, I decide I'm going to get better accounts, this is not yeah. learn something. 
if I then do stub my toe or crash my car, it's no good thinking I'm going to get better at my accounts. You know, the, you have to rely on your brain to to fill in the gaps for you. As long as you start off on the right foot, as long as you put the right foot forward and decide that you're going to find the positive, your brain. We're all creative people. Everyone, yeah. there's, there's people like me who put it on their CV, but everyone should really. I'm, I've yet to meet anyone who isn't isn't creative because they'd still be in bed from when they were five years old because it's that spark that gets us up in the morning to do anything at all it is yeah it's what makes us human isn't it versus being a dog or or, or whatever but it, it's again the creative element for me in your situation there would be realizing that it's okay to not be so great at your accounts or your bookkeeping or whatever it is you're doing and to maybe think to yourself right okay well this is the case uh, i maybe don't enjoy, i don't enjoy bookkeeping I don't enjoy this element of my business. How can I get rid of this completely out of the way so I can focus more time on what I'm brilliant at and what is my absolute bliss and fills my my day with with enjoyment? How can I do that? Because if I do that, if I'm more productive in the right areas, instead of having all this dead time doing stuff that other people could do in their sleep better than me, how much further forward could I push my business if I'm focusing on what I'm really great at? Yeah, that's. I think that's good object objectivity as well. Yeah. For every job you can't abide, there's somebody who loves it. Like my my sister, she had a job for years, and it was her job to check invoices from a large company before they were sent out. I cannot think of anything I'd rather do less. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. absolutely loved it. So for any one job or anything in your life that you can't abide, there's someone who gets up every morning and just says to themselves, "Yes, another day of doing that." And I think finding the people who get the kick out of that is one of the things that makes working for yourself or being in any job where you have a certain amount of autonomy such good fun. Yeah. This is yeah. fun stuff. I say this to clients. I say, this is the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. this is the good stuff. This is the stuff we, we, we dig. Yeah, it is. You, you truly become a people connector, don't you? It's, it's, that, that's what it's all about. And, and yeah, I mean, when, when, uh, when somebody's passionate about you know, checking people's invoices and stuff, they're going to be really good at it. You know, that's where the magic happens. And and you can't possibly compete with that if 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 it's turning you off in a big way, the idea. So it's crazy, really. Robert, I, I think I genuinely think we this episode could be about six hours long, but unfortunately we <laughs> we have to find a natural end. I've been trying to well, I started looking for a natural end about 20 minutes ago, but it's it's been it's been such a joy speaking to you. I didn't didn't want to kind of cut everything short. Oh, you too. It's been an absolute pleasure. But unfortunately, I do have to wrap things up. So okay. people have enjoyed enjoyed listening to you, and I imagine pretty much everybody will have enjoyed listening to you. I mean, how can they find you? How can people contact you? The best thing really to do is to go along to robertcbrown.online. Uh, that's my main website. And if you want to catch up with all of the podcasts and stuff, you can go along to coffeewithrobert.com. Those are the two main websites. You'll find all the links to LinkedIn and YouTube and everything on, on either or, or both of those websites. I'm, I'm just to back up the, the Coffee with Robert podcast, I, just, I meant to just sort of, I don't know, give you a round of applause or say kudos. <laughs> Some of the people you're speaking to on that podcast is absolutely fascinating i mean I, I do my best to actually i don't gather people around me they they come to me usually mystical non-foo-foo kind of ways really like, like myself. but some of the guests you've got on there like the guy who headed up high-rise crm it's just like saw that pop up i was like 
Robert's, I don't know if it's that you're connected or you're just attracting people. I, mean, I know which, which which you'd say it is, but. <laughs> well, do you know what it, I, I think what it is, is that, that with the, you know, with the, uh, turning this into an advertisement of any kind, the Coffee with Robert uh, thing idea was, was thought up way before it, all of this pandemic happened. And it was really not about so much business success and financial success. That's the key to the door that gets most people interested. But what it was, was I wanted to sit down with really successful people and talk to them about the human side, the challenges, the spiritual side. And the reason for that is because I want every single one out there who is an entrepreneur and a business owner who may be in a sticky place right now to know they're not alone. It's happened to the best of us. And you need to make a choice and it takes courage. You're going to fall over. You're going to take the, the skin off your knees sometimes. You've got to make a choice whether or not you get up and brush yourself off and go again or you stay down. And we've all been there. And if you're down on your luck right now, it's only temporary. I just want to finish this off with this one saying that I learned a long time ago for anybody who's feeling down on the luck right now. Don't lose belief in yourself. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. I really can't top that, Robert. So I'm going to say thanks for listening, everybody. Please do go and have a look at Coffee with Robert and, and visit Robert's website. Is there's, there's a lot a lot of fun actually i'm going to say there's a lot to learn but there's a lot of fun there as well so thank you ever so much for your time and okay listeners i am bound to say please like and subscribe and i'd appreciate it if you did so until the next time thanks for listening